6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Right now, though, don't know if you've been following this or if you've heard about this. There's been a number of stories recently about an explosion of sextortion cases targeting Canadian children. Over the past few weeks, law enforcement agencies across Canada, the U.S. and Australia have repeatedly issued warnings to the public about a massive spike in sextortion cases, and they're largely targeting adolescent boys. One of those boys was 17-year-old Daniel Lintz from Manitoba. His family says he was a happy and normal kid who had a bright future and a loving family until one day in February he accepted a message request from what appeared to be an attractive young woman on Snapchat. Well, she coerced him into sending an explicit image. In minutes he was being blackmailed and within three hours he took his own life. Earlier this year, the same thing happened to Ryan Last, a teen in California. He also took his own life within hours of falling victim to an online sextortion scheme. Now, cybertip.ca is operated by the Canadian Centre for Child Protection, and it is reporting unprecedented volumes of calls from parents and children desperate for help. Stephen Sauer is the director of cybertip.ca. He joins us now. Stephen, welcome back to the show. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Boy, oh boy, these these stories, uh, as they're making more and more news, they're just horrifying. They're just incredibly sad. I mean, when when you're hearing about these, what's going through your mind? Uh, you know what? For us, this is just a devastating situation. We have, you know, these individuals in organized crime rings attacking our children and terrorizing them in a relentless way. They've become more aggressive, and it's it, you know, and now we see some uh, devastating consequences as a result. So, Stephen, you said people in organized crime, and I think that's one of the big questions that a lot of people have: is who's doing this? What can you yeah, tell well, us about them? Well, Oh, sure. Well, what we know about them is that uh, a lot of them are overseas. Uh, we're looking at international areas, you know, in, in Africa and Southeast Asia, where they have obviously figured out that, um, you know, the vulnerable population of youth here in North America, you know, are, are targets for them. And, and they, like I said, they are absolutely beyond aggressive right now towards these youth. We've had situations where parents are, you know, get on the phone with the extorter and and the extorter is swearing at them and telling them to put the kid back on the phone and that they don't care that they're their dad. So, you know, these are these are certainly very aggressive, organized individuals in this space. So I gave a little bit of a background on how this is happening, but can you get into it a little bit more for us so people who are listening are completely aware of what's going on? Yeah, sure. So this is essentially individuals who are approaching youth, um, pretending to be uh, similar-aged peers in most cases. Um, they're tricking or coercing the youth into providing a sexual image. So that could be that they've, you know, they've sent a sexual picture themselves to the youth. Uh, you know, it could be a, a young lady looks like that, you know, that they're this similar-aged peer. And then they are, uh, you know, asking for... Uh, nudes. They're essentially, you know, saying to the youth that, you know, why don't you provide this to me? And, and they're trying, you know, they're applying a lot of pressure on the kids to share an image. Um, once that image is shared, it's almost an immediate turnaround. Hmm. They are, are relentless in their approach. Um, they are using tactics like uh, telling the youth that, that they're going to share it with family, friends. Um, they're going to call their youth, uh, you know, the local police of the youth jurisdiction to let them know that they 
you've done something illegal by sending this image. Um, you know, there's there's all kinds of different tactics that they're they're really pressuring these children into, and in some cases they're even utilizing uh, you know a, an image of the youth and saying that they're sexually abusing younger children. Oh my gosh! Um, so you know there there are some extreme tactics going on here. So uh, we know that uh, right now the federal government is is trying to uh, deliver or work on a on a on a legal framework to protect Canadians from online harm. But I think there's a lot of folks who would say, hey, that needs to happen sooner rather than later. But what about what about the social media platforms? What about Instagram? What about Snapchat? What about WhatsApp? What about you know wherever this is happening? What responsibility do those platforms have in this? And are they doing anything to try to stop it? Yeah, they, absolutely. I think these platforms, they um, they have a huge responsibility in this space. You know, 77% of the incidents that we saw of sextortion so far have been on Instagram or Snapchat, and we know that they're just not doing enough. Um, we've had situations where youth have come in and reported a profile to us, and we've seen the same profile image on 19 or 20 accounts being used over and over again. Um, the platforms know that this happens. They can track this information. They have all the data. They're really in control here. Uh, we know social media feeds us uh, advertising, you know, based on algorithms all the time. They're tracking our activities in that manner. Um, why aren't they able to then turn this around and ensure that these extorters aren't utilizing their platforms to create new accounts over and over again and extorting children in this way? There just doesn't seem to be the will. Did you say 77% through Insta and Snapchat? Yeah, that's it. that's the number right now that wow. we've seen here at uh, CyberTip.ca. Okay, boy, oh boy. So when when parents are, are coming to you or are calling CyberTip.ca, when the kids are coming to you, can you share, of course, anonymously or anecdotally, anecdotally, what they're telling you about what's happened and 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 and, and the what they were going through in that moment. Well, I think for youth, this is incredibly stressful. You can imagine someone's told you that they're going to ruin your life. You know, they're going to share this image with your family, with your friends, or they're going to post it on your school website. You know, these, these are situations where the kid is in crisis and they're coming in looking for support. Um, they don't know where else to turn. And, you know, it's... It, for for these children it's it's devastating um to to be told that that someone this is just someone's job that you know that uh, that they're out there extorting kids and you know in some cases we've had kids come in and, and they're really concerned for themselves but they're also concerned about the other kids that yeah. this person might be approaching yeah without a doubt Stephen. you know what i want i want the folks who are listening this afternoon the parents the grandparents the aunties the uncles the the godparents whomever it is if if you have a role in a in a younger person's life i i want to provide them with some information that they can take away from this what do they need to know i mean about having those conversations about what you should and shouldn't do online and also making sure that they know it's safe to come to you to talk about about things when things go sideways. Yeah, I think first and foremost, I would say that we, you know, you want your kid to know that even if this does happen, it's not their fault. These, like I said, these individuals are relentless. They, you know, they'll try all kinds of different tactics. 
Um, we, you know, we want we want parents to have conversations with their kids about online sexual violence and the red flags. Uh, people who are coming into them unwanted sexual messages, sending uh, you know nude images to them, in, you know talking about exchanging nude or sexual pictures. Um, you know, those are all red flag behaviors, and we want kids to know that that kind of a pressure applied to them, uh, applied on them, is not appropriate. That this is this is essentially online sexual violence. And then, if, you know, for parents who are experiencing this or youth who are experiencing it, experiencing this we would say that we want them to stop all communication with that person and uh, deactivate their accounts don't comply with the threats if possible and uh, reach out for help connect with us at through cybertip.ca or through our needhelpnow.ca website mm -hmm. and uh, we'll help you manage this wow uh, Stephen, always appreciate the conversation. Uh, I wish we didn't have to have it, but we're having them, and we're going to. It seems to me we're going to have continue to have them until uh, more is done on many levels here. Thank you for the information. Thank you for the background, and thank you for the tips for for parents and the kids that who may be going through this uh, right now. Stephen, I, I always appreciate your time. Thank you for this. Thank you so much for having me. All right, take care. Stephen Sauer is the director of cybertip.ca. Um, you know, Jason just texted and said, Jay, I was a teenage boy once, and I got to tell you, it didn't take me, it didn't take much for me or my guy peers to send nudes to a girl who promises to send nudes back and, and that's from Jason and I'm wondering okay you know how long ago was that but the fact of the matter is is that there is all you have to do i tell you something Google sextortion right now on the internet and see the stories that are coming up around the world mainly targeting right now this is their thing 14 to 17 year old boys and if you think it's not happening here in Alberta that it's not happening, uh, you know, in Canada, well, you're wrong. In fact, Calgary police recently released some numbers.